morning. I work for a living, and I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. Christian Arcan. We like the hippie in here. Christian and King. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arcan and Tom King. Number two here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here this afternoon. A nice day here in the Granite State. If you're traveling, hope you uh, get where you're going. And if you're at work waiting to travel, well, we got just the thing. We have the wise words and wisdom of our head coach. Not our head coach, but Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick. Uh, Spoke to the media earlier today. We have his comments for you right now. And without any further ado... And there is a question in there Mm -hmm. that brought up the butt fumble. Yes. So listen to that, and I I, I thought I heard the question. I thought it was pretty ridiculous, but we'll we'll, have to hear it again to see. Here's Bill. All right, well, it seems a little uh, unusual to be this late in the season and have not played the Jets yet, so certainly got a good look at them. Um, And uh, as it's been in so many of our games with them... uh, in the last few years, I've been very competitive. So, you know, everything we do this week is going to be very important towards uh, uh, outcome based on, you know, how tight all those other games have been, the overtime games, one, two, three-point games, last possession, and so forth. So, um, you know, Jets are, uh, as as we know from our, our games against them last year, very good defensively. Um, great front four. Um Great group of defensive linemen, um, very experienced in the secondary and a linebacker uh, you know, with Harris. Um, you know, Coach Bowles runs a varied scheme uh, where you can get anywhere from three-man rush to everybody blitzing pretty much on any play from first down, second down, third down, red area. Two-minute, all those situations. So there's a lot to defend, a lot of good players. Um you know, offensively, uh, Coach Gailey, Gailey does a great job with the balance on his, um, his offensive system, running game, passing game. Uh, backs have been very productive for him, uh, both Powell and Forte. Uh, receivers have been very productive. You know, Fitzpatrick is um, averaging 26 points a game in the last three weeks. So um, I think we all know what he's he's capable of. We've seen him many times. And um, a lot of good... Um, you know, good good in the kicking game. Uh, you know, Martin's done a really good job for him covering kicks. Um, so we'll see how the return situation uh, goes here uh, with their uh, you know signing yesterday. But you know, have to be ready for that as well. So we know it'll be tough down there, hostile environment, and uh, you know, very very competitive game down there last year in overtime. You know. They had a great drive there to start the the overtime period, 180 yards, and um, so we're ready to battle 60 minutes or or longer if we need to. That's that needs to be our mindset this week. Bill, Danny Amendola has been very efficient on third down and in the red area this year. How valuable is it to have a guy like that, uh, especially when he's not out on the field all the time? Yeah, Danny does a great job for us. Um, whatever we ask him to do, return kicks, uh, punts, block, um, play in the right area, play on third down, play in two minute. Uh, he's he's a really dependable, uh, consistent player. Tough seems like he always has his best plays in those critical situations when you need him the most. So it's been been very valuable for us. You know, especially for a guy who missed all training camp. I uh, really didn't start practicing until the first uh, week there before we opened with Arizona. But he's, he's done a great job for us. He's helped us win a lot of games. How did Darrell Rivas look today? Uh, well, you know, just go back to our game, really. You know, he had a big interception against us down there. Um, you know, I would never underestimate that player. Got good skills. He's a good competitor. I've never underestimated him. Hey Bill, over the last uh, 
several games, your team has not had any takeaways. In your experience, what's the correlation of takeaways versus the consistency of success of a team on the field going forward? Yeah, well, we had the ball out quite a few times in the San Francisco game. We just didn't get them. Uh, we had our hands on, um, you know, pass or two. Uh, same thing in the Seattle game. So I think we just got to do a better job taking advantage of those opportunities. They're not infinite. Uh, when they come, we got to we got to capitalize on them. Um, I think we had the ball out, you know, two or three times in the San Francisco game. I can't remember exactly, but the ball was out. We just just got to keep hustling and, and uh, make those plays. But I think the main thing is while we're getting the ball out, we're getting our hands on the ball. We just got to finish them. Is there an element of luck that covering fumbles just slow the ball bounces? Uh, yeah, I mean, ball can bounce however it bounces. The more guys you have there, the better chance you have of getting it. But, yeah, sometimes it could be one against three and it bounces to one guy. He makes the play, but you, you know you got to recover it too. That's you know, the ball's not easy to get. We've all seen it squirt out when it looks like one player is going to get it and somebody else gets it. So you know, when we get our chances, we just have to capitalize on. That's what we'll work on going forward. Coach, as you alluded to, obviously studying past matchups is a big part of the preparation process. Have you found any excuse this week to analyze film of the butt fumble? Yeah, I don't think we'll get to that. Great question, though. That's really that's awesome. What have, what have you learned about Kyle Van Noy since he's been here? Been good to work with. A versatile player. Um, you know, play on the line, off the line, defensive end, played in a kicking game. He's good in pass coverage, can rush. I think he's got a lot of versatility for us. You know, he did a little bit of all those things uh, last week. Played in a kicking game, rushed, covered. Uh, so... See how it is going forward, see how it all works out. It might change a little bit from game to game, depending on game plan and situations and so forth. But um, looks like he has a good good variety of skills, good skill set. Bill, he said that he had a lot of contact with you guys coming out in the 2014 draft. Has he kind of projected to the pros as you expected he would when you were looking at him in 2014? Uh, well... We have our system. Other teams have their system. So I, I can't really comment on what happened somewhere else. If, if we would have had them, we had a certain idea and concept of things that we would have tried to do or wanted to do with them. Um, so we have that now, so we'll work on that now. What, what happened with some other team, some of the situation, other systems out of our control, out of his control. So we'll just look to move forward with... Um, what, what we do and how he fits into that, which so, so far looks is very positive. It's a little bit the same thing with McClellan. You know, he ended up in a different system than we play. I mean, which, you know, it is what it is. And so um, with us this year, of course, you know, we had the advantage of with Shea of going all the way back to training camp and OTAs and so forth. So, you know, there was a much deeper base laid. But uh, all that being said, it's it's similar but different with him, but same type of thing in a different system. Our system's a little bit different. We'll see how it, how it, you know it fits with Kyle, uh, you know, going forward. But uh, and I like like what he's done. I like how hard he works. So see what happens. Bill, has uh, Matt Forte looked pretty much as solid with the Jets as he did with the Bears? He's done a good job for him. Yeah, he's done a good job in the passing game. He's run well. He's got 900 yards in scrimmage. Um, Third down conversions, so good and short yardage. So they've done a good job for them. Both their backs, Powell, too. Use the same way, or, or does Chan use them any differently than he was used in Chicago? Uh, no, I don't know. I have to go back and look at Chicago. I mean, Chan's system is pretty much Chan's system. He's been running that for a while. He's had a lot of success with it. Uh, his backs have always uh, had good production in his system, and Forte and Powell both have it this year, so I don't think that's any big surprise. Bill, uh, Dante Hightower being the green dot guy, when you rotate him out of the game, does that complicate the communication with the defense? Just kind of headed that uh, Well, it's, it's an adjustment. Um, I don't know if I would use that word, but 
somebody else puts a dot on, or we signal. Either way, I mean, we're ready to signal anyway when when the system fails, which there's usually some point where we have to deal with that. Um, so we're prepared to signal. We're prepared to work with the green dot, and if the green dot player is out, we can give the green dot to another player. You can you can put it on your helmet or whatever. Well, yeah, we just switch helmets. So if you wanted to. Just say Hyde didn't have the green dot, then you just give him a helmet without the green dot, and somebody else wears the green dot, or if he's out of the game, same thing. Who uh, generally would you give that green dot to after Hightower? Um, we have other options. Linebackers, safeties. It depends on. It would depend on the situation. Depend on, you know, how we practiced it that week. Um, you know, against a team like uh, San Francisco that you kind of know is going to be a no-huddle, high-tempo team. Um, that's one thing. Not every team is like that, so not every situation will be the same. Also just curious uh, what you've seen on film from Brian Fitzpatrick this year. and uh, It seemed like he played pretty well against you guys twice last year. Sure did. Yeah, he's, a, he's a dangerous player, very smart. Um, you know, has control of the offense, has the ability to uh, get into uh, plays that he likes. Uh, they use... Uh, their receivers in the running game on, you know, look passes and things like that. Um, he's tough. Uh, you see him scrambling for uh, extra yards, diving forward, blocking on running plays if uh, the runner reverses his field or things like that. So he's, he's a fearless player. He's tough, very competitive. Um, and you're right, he's, he's played very well against us, whether it was in Buffalo or the Jets. Uh, so we have a lot of respect for him. Is he as much of a scrambling threat as Tyrod and Kaepernick in those games? Uh, well, I wouldn't put him there with Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod's one of the fastest players. Kaepernick, for that matter, says are two, probably two of the fastest players in the league. Um, and they play quarterback. So Maybe just the improvis- improvisational aspect of their game. Yeah, I'd say he's quicker than fast. Yeah. Um, but he, he, you know, he can run a little bit, but he's got good quickness, and he's a good decision maker. So when he sees space on third down, he knows he can get it, he gets it. Uh, if he can't get it and the defense has done a good job containing him, he can throw the ball, so... Um, and he runs when he needs to run. I don't think he runs just to run, but he can definitely pick up yards in critical situations. So you have to account for him or uh, either account for him with somebody or account for him by rushing in a way that he can't really get out. Well, how has Dante done as a first-year captain? How important has his leadership been when you have um, several new bodies there at linebacker? Yeah, I think Dante's done a good job for us. Um, I meet with those guys every week. I think he has a good good pulse on on the team, on his teammates, um, what the defense needs to do, and so forth. Uh, so I rely on him and, um, and and the other players that are in there. Devin is the other defensive player, uh, so they you know rely on them a lot. I think they do a great job with the overall communication and preparation of their uh, respective units and the entire uh, defense. So. I think he's, I mean, that's a little bit the nature of that position, too. Safety, linebacker, quarterback, center. Uh, those guys that are in the middle of the communication uh, are more involved in communication adjustments, um, co- overall coordination of that part of the of the play or that part of the their, their unit. So, um, you know, inherently that comes a little bit with the position, but he's done a good job of it. Bill, how important are those meetings? for you with the captains every weekend. How long have you been doing it? I've been doing it since I've been a head coach. Uh, I mean, for us, it's a good a good opportunity to... I mean, look, I can't meet with every single player. Um, that really is not, not practical. So um, I rely on those meetings to get feedback from the players or sometimes I explain things to the, things to the players uh, that I feel like the team needs to know and let them you know, convey the message in their way or at least understand what uh, what the thought process is uh, from my standpoint or the staff standpoint. Um, but I, I talk to them and, and they give me a lot of feedback every week. They do a great job of, um, say, not telling you what you think the coach wants to hear but telling you what they think is important, what we need to do. Uh, where there's an issue, what we need to address, and then you know, that helps me address it. So, you know, most important thing for us is on Sunday, everybody being ready to go, being on the same page, uh, going in there collectively, ready to perform our best, and 
between Friday morning and Sunday afternoon. There's still plenty of time to um, sometimes make some changes or adjustments or go back over something or whatever the situation happens to be and address it. So that's um, it's very valuable. And it's, it's a good group. You know, Rob and um, Slate and um, Devin and Hyde have done a good job. You just said something interesting talking with Ben about different players having a green dot. That brings up situations. Have you ever faced a situation that you have not practiced for or haven't seen before? A situation. Any kind of situations on the football field that you're staying on the sidelines? I haven't seen this before or this hasn't come up. We haven't practiced it. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, you might have seen it before, but maybe you haven't practiced it with this group um, that happens to be out there. It might have been you know, a different place or a different time or that type of thing. But, yeah, but we, look, we know that we, you know, the proverbial, you know, they could come out with nine-foot line splits. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, we're not going to practice nine-foot line splits every week, but what if they come out in them, you know, so... If there's an unexpected situation that comes up, then we have a, a call that we would get to, uh, or it could be two calls, depending on maybe what personnel we have in the game, uh, or something like that, to kind of you know be sound and just play through the down and and figure it out. You mentioned um, the high tower McCordy as the captain, sort of inherent in the position, the communication, and the captainship on the offense with Gronkowski. Is that a little different, the tight end, because that wouldn't be the first position maybe some would look at and say sort of similar to, like, quarterback or... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that, the, that those positions have to be captains. I'm just saying those positions are inherent in the communication of the that particular unit, just like the personal protector is inherent in the handles the communication on the punt team and so forth. So um, we have captains at other positions. Troy Brown's a receiver, I mean... Um, you know, Rob, I mean, I don't think that's a prerequisite. I'm just saying when it comes to making communication on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, it basically starts on the inside and works its way out. You don't have receivers and corners, you know, being the primary person in the, in the communication because who's going to be able to communicate with them? The guy next to him, and that's going to have to go from there. So it doesn't mean those guys, Rob Nikovich, you know, Mike Vrabel, those guys that played on the end of the line. I mean, they were great captains and great leaders. And again, I don't think that's a prerequisite for the captain position. What does Tom add to the room? I mean, he's been there for a while. Now. Yeah, I mean, again, there's another, you know, I mean, the offense runs through him. So, um, you know, his input on, you know, where the team is offensively uh, on Friday going into the weekend is – usually going to have some bearing on what, what happens the next couple of days and then into Sunday, just like High and Devin would have on on defense or Slate in the kicking game. I mean, again, it's the same thing. You know, you, if you had 10 people in there, you'd have, you know, input from probably 10 good people. But, I mean, you know, it's hard to have a captain's meeting with, you know, 15 captains. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's just got to decide how you want to set it up. We've usually historically had a couple guys on each side of the ball, somebody in the kicking game. Um, and our players in the kicking game were pretty consistent. It was Larry pretty much to, uh, you know, to Slate. Um, but, you know, but, you know, obviously we had other great leaders there too. You know, we've had them in the past from the Tracy Whites to Nate Ebner's to, you know, our returners and so forth. But, you know, however you set it up, you, we try to get a couple guys from each each general area, and you know, whoever the players, whoever the players select. I mean, really, it's not it's not my choice; it's their choice. How, how often do things get changed after those meetings, or is it more stuff during the week input, and then it's more just going over? This is what we want. So to they do. get changed every week. I mean, if a player tells me in that meeting, like, "Look, coach, we worked on this. We're not really comfortable with it. You know, I think there's too much confusion here." Throw it out, no problem. Get rid of it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want that to happen. Or sometimes it's 
look, we're having a little trouble with this. I think if we just get it a couple more times, I think we got it. We like it. It's a good idea. It's going to work. We just don't quite have it down yet. Well, maybe we add a couple plays in practice that we hadn't planned on having to cover that situation or to be on the punt team. Like, hey, Coach, we just need one more look at this rush that they're running. We we got it, but we just can we just see it one more time? Yeah, sure. I mean, things like that, you know, or... Um, you know, they might tell me that you know, this guy's down a little bit. You know, I think he needs a little confidence. You know, I think if you said something to him, that would really help him. Okay, good. I wasn't aware of that. I'll you know, definitely do it or whatever. You know, I mean, it could be a million different things. There's no set formula, but, you know, it's just about communication and feedback. Football is obviously a big part of the Thanksgiving holiday. Football is your life. When you're not working on Thanksgiving, are you consuming any football? I'm not working on yeah, sure. So we'll watch, especially Detroit this year. You know, Bob out there. We'll see how he's doing. Um, but yeah, football's you know, football's a great, great holiday. Um, about family, friends, good food, and football. I mean, how can it get any better than that? It's one of the all-time greats. So hope everyone has a good, good holiday. We'll see you Friday. All right. Thank you. All right, there you go. That's Bill Belichick from earlier today speaking at all right. Gillette. All right, timeout. Timeout? Timeout here. Okay. It's time to declare war on this idiot TV guy. The idiot TV guy? Yeah, the guy from Rhode Island who asked the butt fumble question. Right. I mean, look. I uh, Bravo, Bill Belichick. Bravo. Yeah. For finally, basically, without politely calling this guy stupid to his face. It wasn't polite. He said, awesome question. That wasn't polite. I thought it was. I thought he could have said, idiot, what are you asking me that for? It's that's stupid. That's basically what he said. You know, yeah. When you say awesome question in a condescending way, that's basically saying F you. Yeah, well, it's about time somebody said that to this guy. Oh, whatever. I mean, really, come on. It's a professional setting here. Act like a journalist. Act like somebody professional. It's a stupid. There's plenty of other places no, where you could have asked stupid, the coach that question. You would have laughed stu- about it and joked. It would have been a stupid question. Belichick's an a No, a he's not. That guy is. It's a stupid question. Didn't need to be asked. It was just so he could get a. Dozens key. of other coaches in the league would have laughed that question off and would have. I don't made think it made a joke I, or I something and moved. I don't on. think they would have. Rex Ryan would have. I, Rex Ryan is an idiot too. But I mean, but Rex this, Ryan's a great American. You know. But and this, Rob Ryan would have had a whole routine ready to go. It would have been like a Abbott and Costello. But this guy <laughs> is getting a little out of hand. Now, out of hand? Yes, he is. Because oh, now on. every press conference, just about, he wants to ask a real smart question so he can look good and get a TV clip. That wasn't a smart question. It was a ridiculous, asinine question. And if he keeps, I'll tell you right now, if he keeps that up, mm-hmm. they will talk to him. Who will? Patriot Stacy James. And tell him he can't come to the press and conference. And tell him, anymore? look, look, this is not a theater for you. You know, for you to showcase your your wit and humor. But it, see, it kind of is though. No, it it, it's, it is. It, Reporters are there on behalf of their media outlets, and if the media outlets right. tell them we want you to get a funny quote from Bill Belichick, you damn sure going to go in there and get one. I disagree with that. I, I what think, do you mean you disagree I with? Disagree that? with that. Nobody's telling him to go in there and get that. He's doing it on his own. Maybe his TV station is saying, hey, since you started doing this, more people have been watching. And more people want to see you and they want to hear what crazy question you're going to ask next week. Right. And they, he's there on behalf of that media outlet. And, and if he's the one doing it, fine. I mean, you can put it all on and him. he's wasting people's time. Well, okay. His TV station could give a rat's ass right. about and everyone else's time. I don't think his TV station is doing it. I think he's doing it. Maybe. I think he's doing maybe, it. Maybe, maybe not. I think he's doing it because he wants to be, you know, he wants he wants his name in lights. He wants to get more appearances on I don't the know his radio. name. I don't know the guy's I name. I don't know the guy's name either. All right. It got him a radio. <laughs> he's trying to get his name the out one, there. I don't know what his the name is. The one question got him, a, got him a guest spot on a morning radio show in Boston. All right. So that's one thing. They say, okay, good job, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Enough. Okay, enough. You got your you got your fifteen minutes of fame, buddy. Right. Go away. And now that everyone knows who you are and maybe tuning into your TV show or your TV station or whatever, stop doing what got every, what got the attention in the first place. Uh, it, That's smart. You can ask all sorts Good marketing of marketing strategy. Yeah, Tom. right. We're not there for marketing. We're there to get information that sure. we can. But you're also right? there on behalf of a TV station trying to make money with advertising. The TV you know station that. shouldn't. That's not the purpose of them being there. The purpose of them being there is to get information. It should be. This well, is if not, you're there at New England not to get common, information, you're not going to get any anyway. <laughs> this is not Saturday Night Live, Christian. No, I know. All right? 
This guy is an idiot. He He's got to piano. go. He didn't play the piano and sing Hallelujah. No, thank God for that. He <laughs> would have if they gave him one. You know, come on. Enough is enough. All right? Enough. It's stupid. It was a stupid question. And it took all it five was, seconds. I, I don't care. It's a stupid question. It's unprofessional. Why are you so... Who cares? Because, because I'm one it of the members... It doesn't reflect on you. No, it reflects on the entire media. No, it doesn't. Yes. It's just that one guy. No, no one else does that, and does. everyone like you gets all butthurt about it. It does. It reflects on all of us. I don't think it does. I disagree with you. I disagree with you, all right? And it's also not your space. I mean, I know you're there all the time, but it's not just no, for but, you. No, it's but, for whoever the station or the newspaper sends there. No, but it's my safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no, though. No, I'm it sorry. It doesn't belong to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't get to make the rules. I, I, the yes, Patriot, I, Patriots can make the I, rules. I can make them in my safe space. But if the Patriots decide we're not going to let you come in here because we don't like the questions you're asking, well, that sucks. I don't care what the guy's asking. If you ban they'll, a guy, unless he's being profane, okay? Right, I understand. Or they, saying libelous, scandalous things. But if he's not, if he's just being there being light, asking a joke, and in five seconds it's over, what the hell's the problem? They'll tread lightly. All right? They will tread lightly. But it will be softly and calmly. If he does it another time, suggest it to him. Look, you know, this is a professional setting here. We're here to ask serious questions. So please, you know, try to keep that in mind. Well, the Patriots aren't there to ask questions. Well, the Patriots aren't there to answer questions. They're not there to, they're not there to do right, anything. Right. They just assume it didn't exist. Right. So someone guy has some fun with it. So why? Well, I, I think it's I think it's getting to be kind of kind of silly. I really do. And I think he's wasting people's time. He's being unprofessional, and it's about time somebody called him out on it. And I'm calling him out now. It's five seconds. I don't, a, care. A, I don't care. I don't care. 20 minutes. I don't care. Five seconds. I don't care. Why does that offend you? All right, so because greatly? it's a stupid question. You think people are going to assume that you're like him? It's Yes, it's a stupid no question. No one's going to think it's that. It's a stupid question. First do. of all, you don't ever ask any questions. It's a stupid question. You should ask questions, by the way. It'd be better for the show. It's a stupid question. If you went question. in there and said, hey, Bill, what? How, are you going to feed carrots to your baby know, or something? right, exactly. More people would listen to this show. That's true. You're being very selfish, Tom. I know I am. You know? That's a I wish stupid I, I wish I had a co-host like F face down there in Rhode Island, whatever his name is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> is he from yes, Rhode Island? I thought he was. He's Rhode Island. He yeah. is? You sure? Yeah. Okay. All the loonies from down there are out of Rhode Island. All the, all the, yeah, all the strange ones. They're out of Rhode Island. That's yeah, the close proximity, you know? They're right down there. I, yeah, I know. They're basically know. the Rhode Island Patriots. I know. You know, these people very emboldened. It's like it's their team. Well, that was be- well, a, uh, back when the uh, Patriots were having trouble with Boston trying to get a stadium space, they made Provincey. The city for the AFC Championship game, the host city and everything else, they ignored Boston altogether. Yeah, that's right. Did we take a break? We didn't, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Stelchik with Elise Jolly from Merrimack High School. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your activities at school? I am a part of the Merrimack Volleyball Flag. I'm on the swim team and the track and field team in the spring. I do student council. What would you say the swim, lacrosse, basketball, track and field have in common? Anything? <laughs> the team atmosphere experiences you have with each team within and the sport you find between the teams. What is it like to know that you're leaving your school, that you've been so involved in with your friends and all your activities, to know that you're going to be leaving that. Are you excited or are you nervous? Like, it's exciting to see what else the world has to offer and what else is out there. But at the same time, having to like leave your comfort zone and throwing yourself out there is a little nerve-wracking because you built so much and like I'm going to be different to like... Elise, where are you looking at going to school? Playing volleyball at the University of Delaware in New York, so I'm really excited to be down there. I'm looking at maybe doing something on like biology and the biological sciences and and who would you say has influenced you the most in your academics i would say that my siblings i have both world of siblings and one of them my brother james has definitely led me to be who i am today um and tammy lambro because she has been there for me for the past five years that was elise jolly apple therapy student athlete of the month for october nominate your son or daughter sign up now at espnnhradio.com with six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. 
is your business in search of commercial property. Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. Are you looking for the perfect gift this season? Want to avoid the malls and long lines this year? How about Omaha Steaks? And for only $49.99, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com. Enter the promo code DANP in the search bar, and that's 77% off. So for less than $50, two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, a 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs, four potatoes all gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, and also one Omaha steak seasoning packet. Plus, get four additional kielbasa sausages free. All of this for less than $50. If you're looking for convenient and quick shopping for those on your list, go to omahasteaks.com and enter my promo code DANP in the search bar. Add the family gift pack to your cart and get a 77% savings. OmahaStakes.com and the promo code DANP. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit. At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. That's why we brew a beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. And for those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. Hey, that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and an exceptional taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who go the extra mile. Enjoy responsibly. 2016 Michelob Ultra Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams protein, 0 grams fat for 12 ounces. Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us all over the social media scene at ESPN New Hampshire. Here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Streaming live on TuneIn as well. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We'll uh, have our NFL picks for you at 2 o'clock. Tom King has made them, I see. He's written them down. You got to, when you do it, send me the picture because we're not, I'm not going to talk to him. We're not going to see each other for I'll tell you Monday. <laughs> we'll just take a picture of the picks okay. so I'll see him. I can look at him when we're going right. over, you know. Okay. Can play along at home. Uh, kind of, this is all over the place because it's this stuff already written on this right. sheet of paper, so you have to follow it very closely. Um, did you know that Rob Gronkowski is a minority owner of this new Vegas franchise? Of the hockey team? Yeah. That's yeah, possible. I mean, he probably Rob Gronkowski, Jose Bautista, yeah. and model Carol Alt. Carol Alt. Oh, you don't know who Carol Alt is? Oh, I do know who Carol oh, Alt yeah, is. Oh, yeah, okay. She's... What? She is the. <laughs> How do those three get together? She, uh, is she still married to Ron Gresher? I don't know. So I was wondering, the former Ranger uh, player. Let's see. That's where she was. She was married to him. Back, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. Uh, I don't know if she's still married to him or not. They divorced in '96. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I guess I. Oh, I guess I'm. A, that's how familiar I am with that. Wow. You know who she dated after that? Probably another hockey player. Yeah, Alexi Yashin. Remember yeah, him? Yeah, she has. Alexi Yashin was good. She has a thing for hockey players. This guy was a baller. I remember him. Yeah. 
Oh, he's a pucker. Yeah, they got the ball. Play. He was a pucker. He, he could play. <laughs> the Senators, he was nasty. I liked him. And the Island, they played with the Islanders at the end. Yeah, ha ha, ball or whatever. <laughs> it's an expression. He's a pucker. Yep. Mother. Uh, pucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very interesting oh, show we're doing today. This is a very today. intelligent show the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Darren Ravel, and I trust him, even though he's a weirdo, uh, says minority owners <laughs> of the new NHL franchise. The Vegas Golden Knights include Rob Gronkowski, Jose Bautista, and model Carol Alt. What do you think of the nickname? It sucks. I think it sucks. The Golden Knights. Well, what do you think of the nickname here of the baseball team? It's the Silver Knights. Silver Knights is cool. You like that better? Yeah. Golden Knights. Golden is Knights little... says, yeah. The Golden Knights doesn't have the same ring to it. Did you know that the Golden Knights is the name of the U.S. Army parachute team? No. That's true. Really? Yeah. You were I almost w- on the parachute team, weren't you? I, I wonder if. No, I was. I was pushing people out of the way. <laughs> I was the pusher. I was the pusher. Yeah. Um, why that? Why the Golden Knights? Because they wanted it to have something to do with the Army. They wanted it to be something Knights, but they couldn't do Black Knights. Cause why does a team in Vegas? Because the, the, the owner is, a, I don't know, he's a former Marine, I think, uh, okay. something like that. He's a, he's a military guy. He all wanted right. it to have yeah, something no, to do I mean, I, I respect all that, but I mean, I think mm. you want to identify with the town that you're in. Yeah, maybe a little. So you They might. didn't want it to have anything to do with gambling. Yeah, I guess that takes that out of the equation. And the Las Vegas prostitutes, which was my suggestion, <laughs> was voted down unanimously, which I thought was pretty uncool. You know what? Everybody's so afraid of something a little different, maybe. It's illegal hmm. there. It's not like it's illegal. That's, is it legal there? Yes. Is it really? Yes, is it, it is. I thought it was illegal. Funny oh, okay. Ranch? Yeah. Lamar Odom? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, what else could you name him? Uh, I don't know. I guess you, I guess you know if he wants to do it with the army, he can't do it gambling. I was say the, <laughs> the uh, Las, Las Vegas Rita Rudner stand-up specials. <laughs> no, the Las the Las the Las Vegas Trick de Soleil. Yeah. Uh, the Las Vegas House of Cards. That's now cards. Deck of, deck of cards. Too no, gam- it's too, too gambling. gambling. Yeah, it's true. Too gambling. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. You know. Yep. That sucks. I know. Huh? They're gonna. They have to give it something stupid like that. I know. Really. You know, like the Utah Jazz. Yeah. There's no jazz in Utah. I remember Atlantic City when they had the, the Atlantic League team. They had to call themselves the Surf because you know. Oh, that's so lame. I know. No, actually, that was a pretty good name. That's lame. Atlantic City Surf. That's lame. You should be able to if it's legal why in the, the place where the, you're talking why about. The beach. The beach is right there. And what's what do they think? People are going to bet extra on the Las Vegas, you know, slot machines or whatever the hell they call. It? I mean, like, what do they think? What do they think is actually going to happen? Why are they ashamed of the fact that gambling is legal there? It's the thing that goes on in that city. Why can't they be? You know, that's I agree. I think they should name it. I should think they should name it the Las or, Vegas. Or you know, maybe the Las Vegas Outlaws, or go Old West with it, or something like that. Yep. That was a part of the Old West. Yep. The, Vegas Outlaws. Maybe some sort of gold rush thing. You can't do the 49ers, but you know, there was other expressions yeah. back then. Sure. You know, like sure. no, I agree. I agree. I think it's. I think. But they, he wanted to go military, and I feel like that's fine. But when you go military, Golden Knights. The Golden Knights. I don't uh, know. Doesn't sound like a college. Doesn't sound too team. intimidating. No, it doesn't. No, not. But you know what? It's better than the Mighty Ducks. Nothing, yeah, I guess so. Nothing will ever be worse than the, the Anaheim Mighty, Duck. Mighty Ducks. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. That was literally the worst thing ever. Yep. And the logo was the logo from the freaking movie. Yep. At least that's not the case anymore. Although now looking back on it, those are kind of, you know, those are the for like throwback those jerseys. Are the, yeah, those are it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, kind of quaint in, in retrospect. Yep. But oh my God. The Golden Knights. The Mighty Ducks. Nothing will ever be worse than the Mighty Ducks. Uh, I like that. Although that was a cinematic masterpiece. What, what else is the worst nickname in some of these, what's the worst nickname in the NFL? In the NFL? In the NFL. Mm, good question. Yeah. Let's think about it yeah. and come back. Uh, right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire. Be a part of the show and text in on our new text line at 845-827-1250. The Trinity High School Football Foundation is proud to sponsor the broadcast of the annual Thanksgiving Day Manchester Turkey Bowl game on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. This year's game features the Trinity Pioneers against the Manchester Central Little Green. The Trinity High School Football Foundation was created to provide the Trinity football program with the necessary financial assistance to ensure that current and future Trinity football players have the required resources to achieve safety and success. Happy Thanksgiving from the Trinity High School Football Foundation at Trinity High School in Manchester, New Hampshire. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson, Wyndham, and Litchfield while offering the best price and quality coverage that's right for you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance, 
Make the right call with Beals Insurance Agency. Call Steve at 603-471-9999 or visit BealsInsurance.com. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz. I don't think Shaq's borderline, by the way. You don't? No, I don't think they should retire his number. Okay. He played four seasons. He didn't win them anything. Dwayne Wade won them the championship. And after that first season, he didn't play more than 61 games in any of the other three seasons he was there. I will say that. I mean, how is he getting his number retired in the American Airlines Arena? I don't get it. Well, I, I, It's a I, disgrace. I, and quite frankly, Mickey and Pat and the entire organization should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, I love those guys. I do. And I've grown to, to like the Heat. And I'm a season ticket holder. And I am telling you right now, the night they retire Shaq's number, I won't be there. I don't want to see that. I mean, he does not deserve it. Is Glenn Rice's number retired? Because Glenn Rice is certainly more deserving of having his number retired than Shaquille O'Neal's. I mean, what a joke. It's the most wonderful time of the year until you get caught in the hustle and bustle. Fortunately, no one makes it easier to find unforgettable gifts than Hellsberg Diamonds. And right now, we'll also give you the new Xbox One S Minecraft bundle with your purchase of $999 or more. A $299 value, yours while supplies last. It's the season of giving, so give yourself a break at Hellsberg Diamonds. Here's to love. Oh, I'm ready. I'm Dave. I'm a service rep for CentOS, and I help businesses get ready. From large factories to local garages, five-star hotels to the smallest cafes, you rely on me and CentOS for fresh mats, crisp uniforms, cleaning programs, safety solutions, and fire protection. Getting you ready for business. Get started at CentOS.com. CentOS, ready for the workday. We all have our mountains. The challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Text the show from our new text line at 845-827-1250. break about the worst uh, team name in the NFL? Yeah, I got it. I think Redskins is the obvious answer. Oh, oh, well. It's the obvious answer, but I think I have to go with the Browns. With the Browns? Great. No, you know what I'm... We're the Browns. You no, know, you know what I... You know what mine is? And this is sacrilege, really. Packers. The Packers? What's a Packer? I don't know. What, 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 what you know, where'd that come from? I mean, I, I, I could look it up, I guess, but I mean... What's what's the what's the name symbolize? You know, is that a a, a, a you know a prof- a, 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 you know? In 1919, work? Curly Lambeau and George Calhoun formed the team in Green Bay, an yep. industrial city then home to the yeah, Indian Packing Company. Yeah, there we go. Lambeau okay. worked for the meat canning firm, which donated money for uniforms yep. and offered a practice field. The name Packers flowed naturally from that. And there you go. All right, packing company. Mm. All right, meat packing company. Yep. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, still the Browns uniform. Oh no! It was named for Paul Brown. Named for Paul Brown. Paul Brown, right? Exactly. That's that's lame. Come on. Yeah, yeah. All right. You call them the Browns. Call them the Packers. I call them the Pauls. Yeah. The Packers, at least that had a connection to the town. You know, that was something. Yeah, yeah that's true. Redskins, a little racist. Something very racist. Yeah. Uh, the mm, I'm not crazy about the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins—they live in the water. Like, what, what do I care about some dolphins? This is a lot of dolphins down in Miami. I know there's dolphins in Miami, but, I mean, they're they're an aquatic creature. Right. Like, you don't see them unless you're in the ocean, you know? Like, you never you never worry about a dolphin. If Not, anything, dolphins are kind of adorable, you know? Right, like yeah, that's true, yeah. No, that's true, yeah. 
At least, like, you know, the but Falcons you get to have the little and fish the Panthers a, and the little, Rams. It's a little the, fish on the helmet. Well, Miami's a nice, kind of serene, relaxing place. Right? I suppose. That's why. The heat. It's better than the heat. It's definitely better than the heat. Yeah. The heat's one of the worst names in oh, sports no. history. Oh, yeah. Um, mm, yep. I don't know. I, 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 you know, Packers, I just don't get. I just explained it to you. I know. I just don't get it, though. What part I, are you still Well, I don't think, about? I don't think, you know, I don't think it's really a symbol of Green Bay now, is it? No, but it was when you the know. team was founded. Yeah, that was, uh, it was you know, that was back when I was a teenager. And it's not something. That was no, back when true. I was a teenager. 1919. Yeah. You just know? graduated. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's, but that's a tradition. And it's not like it's some lousy tradition <sighs> which promotes something bad that happened and, you know, it was bad for people back in the day. It was an industry. It true. sort of was important to the community. And I'm sure there's still people today who are descendants from that, you know. Yeah, all right, right, all right. I mean, yeah, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Plus, the whole town owns the team. They can change it if they That's want to. That's true. The whole gonna, town does own the they're team. They're never going to change it. That's right. They're never going to fire the head coach either. Uh, the Houston Texans I'm a little unclear on because... Texans. It's Yeah, but why is the logo a bull? Because uh, a bull became a citizen of Texas one day. <laughs> <laughs> I think a bull was actually just elected governor of Texas. Uh, maybe. That's yeah. true. Right. Exactly. Yep. Governor, uh, yeah, governor Toro. Yep. But yeah, that always confused me. They're yeah. the Texans, right? Okay, right. fine. You're the Texans, and what's what? What's with the bull? I don't know. Yeah, you doesn't know? make a lot of sense. True. But well, Texans does. The bull doesn't make sense, but the lo- but the logo doesn't make sense. But the that's but what the I'm nick- saying. The logo doesn't make yeah. sense to the name. Yeah, but the nickname does. All the other logos make sense to the names. Right. Maybe the bull isn't the bull some kind of uh, symbol in Texas? Is it is it like the adopted animal of Texas or something? I don't it's know. the college team. You know the Longhorns. Right. Right. You can't just steal that thing and be, well, we're no, the so Texans, you, so you but we're the also the Longhorns. So you use the bull. You use the picture of the bull. Well, how about just a guy with a hat, you know? Yeah, that, that would guy be in a, Texas. That would be a good one. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I guess you could do the, the hat. Yeah, But bull means. You can't have the name be people and then the bull logo means, be an animal. Bull means go. You know, that's tough. I don't care what it means. I'm just saying, if the if the team is a, is people like the Vikings, okay, you can't call the team the Vikings or the Texans. And then have, you know, the Vikings, and then all of a sudden there's a picture of a goat. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know? Like, it's a Viking, so let's see the Viking. It's a Texan. Let's see a Texan, right? I don't know. There might be plenty of goats after uh, tomorrow's game, you know? Could be. Yeah, exactly. They could, have, they could have goats next to Minnesota's name after that game. I always thought the Jaguar logo was pretty lame. Yeah, I can't figure that one out. Yeah. You know, it's like a little cute, but yeah. fierce. You know? Ooh. Uh, and the Panthers, I thought, was always a little. I mean, I, I've I've grown to like it more over time. But I remember when the Panthers first became a team, thinking that that cat looked weird, just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the the, the growl though when they score a point or get close to a touchdown or something. Whether they get you a like first that down, growl, yeah, huh? they, they do that in that stadium. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, all right. a little color to that team. So that I say the boring. Browns, you say the Packers. Yep. Even though I explained. Yes, I know. I made a great case for the for I that. Know. You made a terrible case for the Browns. Yeah, I know. Absolutely terrible. What was it for the Browns? Why it, sh- why it shouldn't be the Browns? Oh, why it should be? It's the owner's name. So that is a terrible reason to call a name, team something. I don't no know. other team has done that. If I own a team, would you argue that if somebody called it the Kings, they would never, you know? No, Let's but see. the Kings actually would work as True. a team name because right. there's other teams called the and Kings. That's why there's I, no other teams called the Browns. And that's why I would be the perfect sports owner. Back in the day, there were, I guess. I would be the perfect sports owner. The St. Louis Browns, right? right. Was yes. that a baseball team? Yes. Yep. Okay, but that was back when they just called them colors. So, I mean, you know, they had brown hats, so you're the Browns. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at all. What? The, is that why they named it that team? I don't think so. I, have, I, have no I don't idea. know why they called them the Browns. <laughs> just saying things. I know. Um, but it was a long time ago. Right. I mean, you know? Well, not to me it wasn't. And it's not like I in remember, the NFL. I remember it just like it was yesterday. Yeah. In the NFL, what they don't do is they don't, you know, affix colors to everybody. You know, it's not like the Red Sox or the... Blue Jays. Oh, on names? No, but the Giants' uh, other nickname is Big Big Blue. Blue. That's right. Yep. Uh, We've been talking about this a really long time. I know we have. I know. I guess we'll have to So you're wondering about Gronkowski practicing today. Yes, Rob Gronkowski practiced today. Tom Brady did not. First of all, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that Brady didn't practice. I Mm. bet treatment on that quad, I'm telling you. But for Gronkowski, Mike, you know, the report that he's not going to play on Sunday is, is a report. The team hasn't issued anything, and they won't until Friday. Mm-hmm. My guess is if he doesn't play Sunday, 
he doesn't make that trip, and the reason is he can't fly with the injury he's had because okay. they gave him a time limit as to when you have to rest it. I wouldn't be surprised if he's practicing now. He'll probably be out there next Sunday against a, a week from Sunday. Not just practicing, full pads. Yeah, well, they're all in full pads. Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe so, they could so you put him you in, have him doing oh, I think warm-ups he, or something on the side. He's I, wearing all the pads. He's, I, he's out there. You're talking about a guy who showed up in full pads at a non-padded practice. That's true. All right, so he's going to put him on regardless. But that was, you know. He's, he's going to put him on regardless. He will put them on. Okay. He will put them on. Yes. And he will take them off. <laughs> you sure about that? He will put them on and take them off. Maybe not. Maybe he sleeps in them. I don't know. Okay. He's a nut. So, but my guess is he can't fly. Now, you could drive him to New York. But my guess is they don't want to take that chance either. Mm-hmm. So, he, he, he won't travel. If he does travel, if Rob Gronkowski does travel to New York, then he's probably going to play. Yeah. My guess is he doesn't travel to New York and he doesn't play and he will play next week against the Rams. Makes sense. Yep. All right. 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. You can text into the show at 845-827-1250. You can also find us on Twitter. When we come back, it is time for our NFL picks of week 12. I'm going to take such a huge chunk out of this deficit this week. It's going to be fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Texter says, I bet Christian the Liberal says the worst team name is the Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. He's got it. That's it. Oh, how about the Chargers? The Chargers kind of lame. Yeah, it is. Chargers is pretty lame. Yeah, with the lightning bolt and everything else. And by the way, I said my first instinct was that it's the Redskins, but I think the Browns is actually a worse name. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Texter says, the Las Vegas Strip would have been a better name for the hockey team. The mascot could be strippers. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland yeah. Pallbearers. Oh, God. New Orleans Saints, there's no good in New Orleans. Oh, boy. Uh, how about Knickerbockers, named after a writer? I didn't know that. Montreal Expos, yeah, Expos is pretty dumb. Named after all the expositions that they had in Montreal. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I don't get that one. Pretty yeah, stupid. I never got that one. Knickerbocker is an old Dutch name. So that's in New York is a Dutch Dutch area. You know why they went with the Expos? No, it's because they thought it would have been very insensitive to go with their original name, which is the Montreal Cheese-Eating Surrender Monkeys, which I thought... Very offensive to our friends. Well said. I just wished everyone a happy Thanksgiving. That's nice. Uh, American Thanksgiving or Canadian Thanksgiving? Because Canadian Thanksgiving already happened. You're very late. You should apologize in French. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll come back with our NFL picks. You've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. This is the famous Budweiser beer. Brewed with the choicest ingredients since 1876. 139 holidays strong. Decking the halls in an eight-horse open sleigh. Aged over beechwood for a crisp, smooth finish. Anyone can jingle all the way. Only Budweiser can macro all the way. Budweiser, this Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser.